think about the words of a old song. And uh, I can remember my days in choir at uh, East St. Louis Lincoln High School. And uh, the acapella choir used to sing that, uh, have you got good religion? Anybody remember that? Have you got good religion? Certainly, Lord. Have you got good religion? Certainly, Lord. Have you got good religion? Certainly, Lord. Certainly, 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 Lord. Is your name on high? Certainly, Lord. Ah, uh, yes. Well, that's my subject on today. We're going to be talking about have you got good religion? And I'd like to uh, like to start out uh, with a story. Uh, there's a story that was told of a king who lived in a magnificent castle in one of the most picturesque areas of Scotland. He took great pride and beauty in the breathtaking uh, aesthetics of his home. However, he lamented the fact that uh, he lacked having a wall around, uh, to, around his castle and to blend in with his marvelous landscape. And so the king summoned his chief steward and instructed him to search throughout all the land and to locate the best stone possible to construct a wall that would adorn uh, that would adorn appropriately the castle and the landscape. And so the king left on a long and lengthy journey. And he was gone away for a while, and upon his return, amen, uh, upon his return, the king found this glorious wall near the place where the castle once stood. And immediately the king called for the chief steward so that he could inquire about what happened to his castle. The steward, in response to the king's inquiries, answered, My lord, did you not direct me to find the best stones in all the land to build a wall? Well, the best stones were already in, uh, made up of the castle. So I tore down the castle and built the wall according to your directions. And in utter sorrow, the king said, we have built a wall, but we have lost the castle. When I think about that story, and uh, the lesson that we need to learn, that story challenges us Amen. Uh, to evaluate how we're going to build the church. Uh, a lot of people are uh, caught up in and uh, uh, in the material things of life. And uh, but when I think about, uh, I fear sometimes that there are people who are building walls of human monuments while losing the castle, which is the church, which is made up of people. 
It's not the bricks and the mortar. Uh, it's not the uh, projects that uh, are high dollar that count. And so, uh, as we look to the scripture today, uh, we're going to be looking at James, the first chapter. We read it in our uh, congregational reading for you. And in James, the first chapter, and beginning at the 26th verse, and this is something that's been pressing on my mind for a while, uh, because it seems like that the church world today is made up of uh, a lot of people that are religious, but not a lot of people that are surrendered. And uh, so the question before us today is, have you got good religion? James 1, 26 says, if anyone among you thinks that he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit the orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Hallelujah. Yes. See, it got to the point to where uh, being religious almost uh, had, had lost its luster, had lost its true meaning. And, and, and began to, I began to equate the word with just being religious, that having a form and a fashion, but no power. But one thing that I'm committed in that I don't want to let the world take away good biblical words and, and turn them into something less than what God intended for them to be. Yeah. And so in James 1 and 26, it said, if any among you thinks he is religious. What that lets me know is that if we're not careful, we can deceive ourselves. Yes. Holy Spirit speaking through James said, if anyone among you thinks that he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, he deceives himself or he deceives his own heart. Yes. And that one's religion is useless. So what that lets me know when I ask the question, have you got good religion? If, 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 there's a such, if, if, if there is a such thing as good religion, there's also a such thing as bad religion. And I think what we're seeing in many uh, arenas and in many uh, uh, instances is we're seeing examples of bad religion. And it is giving the church a bad name. So the question that's before us is, what is good religion? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, what is good religion? Hallelujah. What is good religion? Well, you see, the contemporary American church, uh, the contemporary American church seems to 
uh, value greatly having a great worship service. Amen. Having a great worship service. Hundreds of millions of dollars are spent each week to produce high-tech and elaborate worship services. And there's some churches that their worship uh, and their, their worship production. I'll say that again. There's some churches that their worship production rivals Hollywood and Broadway, major television networks, production companies, as it relates to the quality of their worship. Uh, and but there's something about uh, there's something that's lacking. Yes. So uh, the contemporary American church seems to value greatly uh, the production of worship. Uh, also, uh, the contemporary American church, we generally characterize churches that have a seven-figure operating budget as having good religion, that they are successful. Thirdly, if a church completes a multi-million dollar building renovation, Many people will assume that that is evidence of good religion. Yeah. Fourthly, should large numbers of people be in attendance at the worship at any church? When you see the parking lot full and uh, uh, the auditorium packed, uh -huh. uh, large numbers, most believers attribute that those numbers to the attendance, uh, uh, those uh, large numbers of attendance attribute uh, that to the presence of the Holy Spirit. And then fifthly, a minister or a church's presence on television, radio, or the World Wide Web, or some other form of media automatically means that God is blessing that person or that church in the opinion of many folks. Yet, each one of those points that I've talked about, uh, uh, quality uh, worship production, and don't get me wrong, I believe that when we serve God, uh, what we do, uh, we need to do it to the best of our ability. Amen. I, I, I have no, no qualms. I have no problem. Amen. Uh, uh, doing my best for Jesus. And, and if you've got the ability and you've got the resources, amen, to use it uh, uh, to magnify God, I've got no problem with that. But for some people, uh, the worship has become a production uh, and, 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 and uh, uh, it's lost. It, it's a form. It's a beautiful form, it's an elaborate form, but it's a form yes. without power. Yes. So each one of those things that I mentioned, uh, elaborate productions, uh, large budget, uh, multi-million dollar uh, uh, building facilities, uh, large numbers of people, 
minister's presence on uh, uh, television, on all of that. You can have all of that going for you and still not have good religion. Still not have good religion. And you know, I, I, there have been some times where I've had the opportunity to visit some places that are a lot larger and a lot more elaborate and a lot fancier uh, than what we've got to work with. And, and, and I can remember going in and saying, my God, wow. But like I say, it doesn't guarantee that you've got good religion. Hallelujah. And, and so what we find in the book of James, James, through the Holy Spirit, seems to be asking uh, the same question as he closes out that first chapter. Amen. And in that first chapter uh, of the book of James, uh, he mentions the tongue. And uh, he talks about uh, the tongue. And when he talks about the tongue, every animal has a tongue. And our tongue uh, contains the various glands that are used for tasting. Yeah. Amen. But only the human tongue has the added capacity of intelligent speech. Yeah. Amen. A animal, the animals, they can mimic, they can imitate, uh, and they have their own way of communicating. But there is something powerful about human communication and the capacity to use our tongues for speech. Something powerful about it. Something that uh, 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 helps us and puts us on a par uh, and on a level that's different than the animal world. Amen. Now, uh, when I think about the tongue uh, and I think about the power of communication, you know, if we're left with uh, that, if we left it at that, communicating with others, that'd be great. But somewhere along in the process of human development, we discovered that the tongue could also be used uh, for negative purposes. The tongue could be used for vulgar and obscene and indecent speech. And... Uh, that's not how God intended for us to use our tongue. Amen. That wonderful little muscle in our mouth. Uh, consider these some of these examples of how the tongue is misused. Amen. Dirty and off-colored jokes. Racial and ethnic slurs. Angry outbursts. Harsh words. Mean-spirited comments. Gossip. Rumors. False accusations. Public criticism. Yelling and screaming, threats, intimidating comments, endless criticisms, quick and cutting comments, talking too much or talking without listening, condemning others. All of those are misuses of the tongue. And I believe that I'd be right in saying that every one of us has been guilty of at least, amen, uh, some of these examples. All of us, amen, have uh, misused the tongue. And it seems like in the day that we live in with uh, the various social media that's available to us, uh, it seems to suggest that some of us think that you must immediately share 
with the rest of the world the things that, amen, whether you carefully thought them out or not. And sometimes we think we see things shared that really should have been kept to themselves. It's very disheartening uh, to see unkind and judgmental and sharp and cutting words that we read on social media. The tongue is a powerful muscle in your body. And it can tear someone down. It can destroy someone's self-esteem. Uh, uh, it can ruin someone's good reputation. James, amen, in the book of James, James says we must keep a tight rein on the tongue. And, 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 and James concludes the matter, the tongue, amen, can render your religion useless. Have you got good religion? Well, if you don't, amen, if you're not able to get a handle on your mouth, have you got good religion? Your tongue can render your religion useless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So have you got good religion? Not if you don't have your tongue under control. Uh, the second thing that James mentioned about good religion is the quality of having compassion. He talks about that. Uh, having compassion. Uh, he mentions uh, a specific example of it by saying, looking after the widows and the orphans who are in distress. You see, in the first century, uh, church... Uh, they didn't have uh, the social programs or uh, the social benefit nets, uh, safety nets in place. Uh, there were no safety nets. There were no uh, uh, public assistance. Uh, and unless you had caring family members uh, nearby, orphans and widows were left to fend for themselves in an otherwise hostile society. And the orphans and the widows were the most vulnerable in society. And not only were they the most vulnerable then, but, amen, they're some of the most vulnerable today. And, 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 and the thing that uh, James mentions here, and, 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 and it's something that, uh, you know, there, there, there's, there's some situations going on in our nation right now that uh, a lot of evangelical Christians are uh, being a little too silent. But what, amen, the book of James is saying is that Christians don't let uh, 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 people be taken advantage of. Amen. What James is saying is that uh, we look after the orphans and the widows, but it doesn't just stop with orphans and widows. What James is saying is that Christians are marked by having a heart of compassion for those that are less fortunate. Yeah, yeah, we got some safety nets today uh, in place, uh, but uh, with cutbacks and so forth, uh, and, 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 and I tell you, you know, you can have safety nets, but if the people who are holding the nets 
are mean and low down. Uh, uh, how good is the safety net? So what James is saying is that as believers, as Christians, it's up to us to roll up our sleeves and to get involved. Amen. James is well uh, familiar with the teachings in the Bible. The Bible of James' day was the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, in uh, Exodus 22 and 22, it says, Do not take advantage of a widow or the fatherless. In Isaiah 117, amen, it says, defend the cause of orphans. Fight for the rights of widows. In Zechariah 7 and 10, amen, it says, do not oppress the widow or the orphan. So one of the marks of having good religion is compassion for others. You all hear what I'm saying? Amen. Good religion cares for those who cannot care for themselves. And like I said, James mentions the specific instance of widows and orphans, but it doesn't end there. He was given an example, but amen, it doesn't end there. Not only are we should have compassion for widows and orphans, amen, but it also should include the sick, the dying, the homeless. The disabled, yes. immigrants, yes, Lord. say that one more time, immigrants, yes. one more time, yes. immigrants, yes. immigrant children, yes. prisoners, yes. refugees, yes. amen, and others the world often overlooks. Not, not trying to get too political, but the Bible, amen, either we are going to be people of the word or we need to leave it alone. Amen. And, 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 and I don't know how uh, uh, the evangelical church community could sit back quietly when immigrants are stopped at our border yeah. and, are, and young children are separated from their parents. And there are people that are sitting back comfortable in their cushy pews and saying, well, they broke the law in the first place. Something's wrong. Something's wrong when we can allow our politicians uh, to use young children as political footballs in order to uh, uh, make a point. Something is wrong. Hallelujah. Something's wrong. I read something that was written by uh, an anonymous author. And I uh, have it for you here. Someone wrote, I was hungry. And you formed a humanities club and discuss my home. Thank you. I was in prison and you crept off quietly to your chapel and prayed for my release. I was naked and in your mind you debated the morality 
of my appearance. I was sick. And you knelt and thanked God for your health. I was homeless. And you preached to me about the spiritual shelter of the love of God. I was lonely. And you left me alone to go off and pray for me. Christian, you seem so holy and so close to God. But I'm still very hungry and lonely and cold. And if you know the word, you can tell that that's a takeoff of the scripture where Jesus said, uh, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was in prison and you didn't come see me. I was naked. And you didn't clothe me. And this person uh, kind of put a twist to it and said, but I'm still very hungry, lonely, and cold. Hallelujah. Compassion is a mark of good religion. Good religion cares for those who cannot care for themselves. And we cannot get to the point to where we become so selfish that it's we three or us four and no more. Uh, we cannot get to the point to where, uh, 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 you know, Jesus told the parable of the uh, man who was journeying from uh uh, Jericho to Jerusalem and along the way he was attacked by thieves beaten, robbed and left to die and he talked about how a priest passed by and didn't offer assistance he talked about how a Levite kind of the deacon of the church of that day passed by saw him in the ditch and did not offer assistance. And then Jesus said. But there was a Samaritan. An unchurched. Individual. Who when he saw him. Put him on his own. Well first attended to his wounds. Poured oil and wine. And, and bandaged him up. Put him on his own beast. Took him to. Uh, an inn and cared for him there and then when he had to leave amen left coin and say if he needs anything attend to it Jesus asked the question you see the, the, the original question before Jesus told the parable was uh, they asked what was the greatest commandment and Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Yes. And, 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 and then, but he said, and the second is like to the first. See, a lot of times people, that, that, when you tell them about getting close to God, uh, a lot of times we think we can get close to God, but we can treat one another any kind of way. But Jesus would let them know, if you want to get close to God, what's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord thy God. But in, if, if you want to get close to God, if you want to have good religion, it's going to also be how you treat your brother and your sister. Amen. 
So he said the second is like to the first. To love your neighbor as yourself. And, and, and so willing to justify then uh, the, 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 the question and say, well, who is my neighbor? Wrong question. Not who is my neighbor. And that's why Jesus told the parable of the Good Samaritan. He used uh, in that parable uh, the least likely individual, the least esteemed, esteemed individual and, and, and show him in, in, in good light as opposed to some folk that had bad religion. So when Jesus got through telling the parable, what he said was, the question is not who is my neighbor. The question is, who can you be a neighbor to? Yes, yes. Songwriters say, if I can help somebody yes. as I travel along the way, yes. then my living will not be in vain. Yes, if I can help somebody with a word or a song, yes. if I can help somebody, amen, that has traveled wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Yes, Lord. What's the I'm asking today? Have you got good religion. And if we're going to answer that, amen, if our religion is not useless, if our religion is not worthless, amen, then we must have a religion that is characterized by compassion. Have you got good religion? Well, James says, the Holy Spirit through James and James 1 said, uh, if we've got good religion, then we'll bridle our tongue and we'll be people of compassion. You show me someone that uh, just says anything, uh, has no control or seemingly no control, uh, that person's religion is suspect. Suspect. Uh, the Bible said, let no corrupt communication come out of our mouth. And, and, and you know what? Uh, sometimes it's real easy uh, for us to look at people that use profanity and curse, and we can look at them and, 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 and we can, you know, kind of write them off and say, see, they, they, they ain't say, they ain't say, they ain't say, they ain't say. They ain't say. Why? Because they use profanity like that. They curse every other, you know. Well, well a person is not saved, you know, uh, 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 if a person is not saved, they're going to do stuff that unsaved people do. Yes, but what I'm talking about is somebody that is purporting to be uh, a Christian, somebody that's purporting to have good religion, and if they can't, and, and so we write them off, and we say, okay, you know, uh, they ain't saved, they ain't saved. But you know what? It's more than just using profanity. Y'all hear what I said? There's some, there, there's some things that can come out of our mouth that are not curse words, but are, are just as foul and derogatory. Might not be a four-letter word, but it's just as foul and derogatory when we're, amen, lying or tearing somebody down or gossiping and saying stuff that uh, 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 you know, uh, just as foul, just as derogatory. Yes. 
but haven't used a four-letter word. I don't know about you, but one of the things that I notice as I get closer to God, God uh, checks my, 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 he checks my mouth. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I say the closer you want to get to God, the more he'll check your speech. And uh, this is being recorded, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to communicate something, I'm trying to be honest. Uh, I don't know if I'll uh, edit it out or not, but uh, there was a dead body that was found in Frank Houghton State Park last week. And uh, as I got more details about it, I found out that it was a fisherman that snagged and pulled, you know, he thought he had a big one, and pulled, and pulled in a dead body uh, uh, out of Frank, Frank Hope. Now, uh, the, day, the day after that they announced they found that body, I happened to be at Frank Hope uh, that evening uh, fishing at a spot that I go to off of Lake Drive. And uh, I was fishing that, 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 that same evening, and uh, the fish weren't biting. I didn't catch anything that day. And uh, I was talking with my wife, and, and after I found out that they, they, they found that body, and, and I happened to remark you know, to her, I, and I said, yeah, they, they found a dead body in the, in the lake. And uh, I just kind of made a joke. And my joke was, well, maybe that's why the fish weren't biting. And immediately when I, when I made that joke and, and the words came out of my mouth, the Spirit of God checked me. And, said, and, and, and I immediately said to my wife, you know what, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. Now, I don't know how you fall on it. But you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Uh, I didn't use a curse word. But I was making a joke about the fish not biting because there was a dead body in the lake and maybe, you know, the fish was busy on the dead body and maybe that's why they weren't biting my hook. That was my joke. But what the Holy Spirit checked me and said, no, you shouldn't make that kind of joke. That was somebody's father. That was somebody's son. That was a life. That was a soul. That was somebody that meant tragedy. And 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 to be uh, uh, and, and yeah, we get reports of, uh, of you know you know I don't, I don't know how many folk they killed up this weekend. But if you check into the news, I'm sure uh, that the murder rate has gone up. And 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 sometimes we can get so calloused. And so self-centered that we'll make jokes about stuff that ain't really funny. We'll be joking about stuff we need to be praying about. Do, do you see what I'm getting at? So, so it's, it's real easy uh, to want to be condemning shame, shame, shame on somebody that uh, uh, is it hasn't uh, is still. Uh, using profanity. Don't get me wrong. I'm not promoting using profanity. Bible says don't let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. When I wasn't saved, I used to use profanity. But the funny thing, I was a teenager 
at home, but it was funny. I didn't curse around my, my, my mom or my dad. I could control it. I only cursed when I got away in school and, and with my friends. So when people say, I can't help it, uh, I believe there's a lot of stuff we say we can't help. We can if we really want to. It's not that we can't help it. It's that uh, we, 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 we haven't got to the point to where we want to change. But, but, but some of us that don't use profanity, we need to, we, we need to be more sensitive and allow the whole, because there's some stuff that we say about our brothers and sisters that some of the stuff that come out of our mouth that we, that we run down somebody else, amen, uh, our, our uh, conscience has gotten so callous that we can say stuff and it don't even bother us. I don't ever want to get like that. Amen. I don't ever want to get like that. There's some folk that they like to talk bad and, and, and what have you, and they like to try to get as close to the line without going over the line. Amen. I'm not trying to see how close I can get to the line. Amen. I want to live so God can use me. And if I'm going to, I, I, I want to have good religion. And in order to have good religion, Amen. The word of God says we need to bridle our tongues. Yes. And secondly, we need to be people of compassion to others. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Have you got good religion? And then a, there's a third thing that in James that he talks about there. Amen. And the third thing that he talks about. He says, if you've got good religion, you, 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 you control your tongue. You bridle it. Uh, you're, 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 you're a person of compassion. And the third thing, one more thing he mentions, is we will not be polluted by the world. Not being polluted by the world. Uh, I want you to imagine, if you would, uh, there's a kid, there's a little boy... And he lives close enough to his school that he's able to walk uh, home and to school every day. And uh, as he's walking home from school, it's raining earlier in the day. And so this little boy comes up to a big mud puddle. Now what is he going to do? He's a kid. Now, if he remembers what his mom told him, he'll walk around the pub. But that wouldn't be fun. And if he goes through it and splashes around in it, that would be fun. But as he splashes in the mud puddle, he's going to get mud and, 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 and on him. And then when he comes home with mud splashed all on it, he's going to incur the wrath of his mom. You are I. You and I. We face mud puddles every day. I'm not talking about after a rain, but I'm talking about there's some mud puddles of life. There's some stuff that we've got to navigate around 
Because if we if we walk in it and, and splash on it, it's gonna it's gonna muddy us, it's gonna sully us. And 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 the dilemma is how do you operate in the world but don't get sullied by what's going on in the world? How do you keep yourself from being polluted by the world? If we're going to have good religion, the Bible said that bridle our tongue, have compassion for others, but keeping ourselves uh, from being polluted by the world. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? Because you see, uh, there's some places that we should not go. There's some internet sites that we should not visit. There's certain people that we shouldn't even be around. There's some television shows that should not watch. And, and, and you know what? You've got to become your own referee. Y'all hear me? God didn't elect me to be the referee. You've got to be your own referee. I don't know about you, but they're just some television shows. And, 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 and I probably need to cut some more out that I'm watching. But they're just some television shows that on the surface I refuse to watch. Yes, Lord. They got a show out uh, uh, about Satan. Oh, yeah. And I refuse to watch it. Yes. I'm not going to be entertained by a show that uh, is supposedly showing Satan. Amen. Doing whatever, and, and, and whatever he does on the show, I don't know. Amen. Because I ain't watching it. Amen. Uh, I, I, I just seen there's another show that uh, I was thumbing through uh, and looking, and it's, it's a show about uh, a man who's been demon-possessed since he's been a kid. And uh, I don't know, you know, the, when I read the premise of that, I'm like, okay, that's another one I don't need to watch. You know, those, those are just off the top. Don't need to watch it. I got better things to do. But you know what? There are some very popular shows. It seems like there's some shows that uh, when they come on, everything stops. And at the water cooler the next day, everybody talking about what happened to... I started to call some names, but I'd be messing with some of you. I'd be messing with some of you. But the, and, and, and good writing and action and, and, and all of that and draw you in and, 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 and they keep you, keep you coming back. They know how at the end to leave a cliffhanger. And what some of us do is, amen, we get, we get Netflix or whatever and we'll binge watch it. Yeah. You know, I've never heard anybody say that I binge pray. I never heard anybody say that I binge fast and pray. But if I would ask the question right now, how many have binge watched? Y'all looking at me. How many have binge watched a favorite show? We binge watch, but we never binge pray, do we? Should have been more hands up than that, but that's all right. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, how 
do we keep ourselves unspotted from the world, uh, unpolluted by the world? It's a good thing for Christians to be in the world. The world needs us. They need us. In, in, in just about uh, any occupation, any uh, they need Christians that have good religion. But the key is uh, uh, being there and being a witness and you drawing them and not letting them draw you. So how can we do it? How can we navigate around the mud puddles? And uh, it's not easy. Not easy. Because some of us like dirt. Some of us like dirt. There are certain puddles we like. How do we do that? How do we navigate that? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, uh, you can't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own power. Paul said it like this of myself, I can do nothing. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Can't do it on your own. But one of the things that I've learned is, uh, and I thank God for the Holy Ghost, yes, Holy Spirit. Yes. I thank God for being in field with his presence yes. and having a personal relationship with him. Amen. It makes all the difference in the world. Yes. Does it mean I'm perfect? No. Does it mean I don't make mistakes? No. But one thing that I do know is that, amen, as I get closer to him, as I desire to please him, as I walk in the spirit, as I exercise the disciplines of prayer and, and, and study of the word of God, there is a power. One songwriter said, feeling more power than I've ever dreamed. Learning to lean on Jesus. Amen. And, 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 and when I would do wrong, he corrects me. He helps me. He straightens me. Amen. And sometimes we rush into stuff, you know, or we'll do some stuff and, 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 and not be listening. But he'll convict you. He'll convict you. And, and, and you have to go back and make right what you messed up. And I thank God for having a relationship with him that, uh, that he can correct me. You ever been around somebody that, 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 that can't take correction? You ever had to deal with somebody that couldn't receive correction? And sometimes the person is trying to correct them. All you're trying to do is help, but they don't want the help. I want the help. Amen. I got an ego. I got pride, but I, I still want the help. And I don't want my ego and pride to get in the way of me getting the help. Have you got good religion? If we've got good religion, then the word of God said we've got to bridle our tongue, we've got to have compassion for others, and we've got to, amen, uh, uh, not be polluted by the world. 
Have you got good religion? Certainly, Lord. Is your name all high? Certainly, Lord. Have you been to the pool? Certainly, Lord. Certainly, 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 Lord. So that's the question that's before us today. That's the question that's been perplexing me. That's the question that there are individuals that I know that I that, that, that I know what they once testified to. What they once said that they were, what the, the commitment that they once made. But I'm looking for them and they're not around. Mm -hmm. I'm showing up, but they're not. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and in some instances, I don't know exactly what all is going on. But there's one thing that I know is that uh, he, he's requiring it of me. He's not giving, he's not, you know, he's not cutting me any slack. Yes. And uh, I'm not trying to be judgmental. But uh, I would hope, I would hope that their religion is not in vain. Yeah. Did you get anything from the word today? Yeah. Let's stand on our feet.